Welcome to Squared Circle Rewind, episode 32, where we'll be reviewing WCW Great American Bash 1990. Uh, once again, please follow us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Squared Circle Rewind Podcast, and hit the uh, notification button for every time we drop a new episode. Um, but before we get started, we would just like to pass on our condolences to the Tom Zanks family. He passed away in the last week. Uh, I haven't heard the cause of death. Neither have I. They haven't released that yet, but we'd just like to pass on our condolences uh, from our podcast to his family. Tough time, so especially at this time of year. Yep. Um, and yeah. Now let's get, I guess let's get into it, or do, do you guys have any memories of Tom Zank, or, or anything you want to, words you want to say? He was just always a solid worker, I found, he always, um, I can't really remember a, a really bad match he had, he was always a pretty solid, solid competitor. I liked him in Can-Am Connection, you know, uh, and then, and then I think, and then he was gone, like, shortly after that, and then they made Strike Force, and, like, Strike Force was, like, the, the, Part B or something like or Plan B to the Plan A of the Can-Am connection because Zank and Martel were really good as a tag team. They, they had were. their match in WrestleMania three to open the show, which is really good. So, yeah, got no. anything to say, Dave? Nothing that hasn't been said already. All right, fair enough. Rest in peace. Lita said, "Ben, tell us all about this pay per view." Uh, the Great American Bash is coming at you from the Baltimore Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. This seems to be a recurring. Thing with the Baltimore. Arena. Yeah, they do. They go only like three places: Atlanta, Baltimore, and Greensboro. That's what. Like I know there's 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 difference, but it's like they always come back to one of those three. At least they know they're at least target they audience. Work. Yeah, there's no works there. Yep. And the commentary is done by Bob Cottle and Jim Ross. Good. And, <laughs> Bob yeah. Cottle. God damn man. Just yeah. You know what it is? He sounds like he should be doing commentating for horse racing. Yes. It has that voice for horse racing right here. I was like, no, I don't like you as a And the man. horse is coming down the strip. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Oh. What about Gorn Solly? Would he be a horse racer? Yep. Oh. He just. He probably put the horses to sleep. He yep. looks like a fish out of water. Like, as. Because he's doing the. the uh, He's doing the Mean Gene yep. role for them, and he just does not look like he wants to be he there. He is not Mean Gene. No. No. Mean. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to go to our first match, and oh. that is the Nature Boy Buddy Landell, not Ric Flair, Buddy Landell, versus Fly and Brian, and when I first saw the pink robe as they uh, started the pay-per-view, I'm going, oh, the main event is for, wait, oh, no, okay, um, okay, uh-huh, okay, so there's two Nature Boys. What is this, the CFL? For all, for all our American listeners out there, the Canadian Football League had eight teams at one point, and two of them were named the Rough Riders. <laughs> they're okay? Spelled, they're, they, no, actually, no, they were spelled the exact same. They're, yeah, except one was Rough Riders, the other one was Rough Riders. Ooh, the spacing. Yes. Awful. Why do you have two nature boys in the same... Like, Buddy Landell, get your own gimmick, buddy. Like, that is awful. <laughs> His and robe is terrible. It looks like that's it. I'm going to WWE and going to be the Doctor of Thugonomics, right there with uh, John Cena. Buddy Landell's robe looks like he Jesus. Died I'm going to be the reincarnation to uh, the goon. The goon. There you go. There you go. Okay, let's go to this match. I, I love how 
why in Brian's music starts when he's like, yeah, he's three like half quarters yeah. of a way to like, Okay, sound guy, put the donuts down. Let's go. Like, get it together here. Da, 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 da. I'm like, whoa. That's like, a little what late. What is going on here? Um, well, this pay per view is termed the new revolution, so maybe that's the way they're going to do music. Well, I don't know, but the revolution needs to. Uh, just a quick they side need to revolutionize. thing. Revolutionize. So, this is the first pay per view where we've seen where the rap goes right to the ring? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really care I for that. It. I hate it. I don't yeah, I care for it. it. I never liked that. Like, I feel like that's very dangerous for the wrestlers. Yep. You know. Also, did you did you catch Jim Ross saying that this was Starcade 1990? I missed it. I did not. I laughed so hard. Oh. He's like the first <laughs> match. Uh, he's, he's like the first match of Starcade 1990 is gonna be Blood Down versus. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Starcade. So, I'm like, this is a part two. <laughs> this match, like, that's can, right. This is part one. This is that's part, right. part two coming. And then he never mentions it again because he's probably like, "Oh crap, that was a bad." Like that, <laughs> that was, was bad. my bad. You know, my bad. That was his, like his second or third line too. Oh, Jim Ross. The most memorable thing on this match was I like how Jr. Um, goes through the accolades of Flying Brian. Yeah, like just his football career. Yeah, like names his awards he's won and that kind of thing. I don't know. It gives the I think it gives the wrestler a little more of oh, a credibility. Remember all yeah. that? But can't remember what pay per view he's on. But he also he also remarked that his tights were Cincinnati yep. Bengals colors, which they are not. What the orange and black? It's his tights aren't orange. That's more of a pink. Uh, really? I thought it was. Uh, they're orange. Oh well, then my TV's messed up because I'm <laughs> looking at. Re- I, I think your retail work has been. Yeah, I think my works my, my work's been frying me because I'm looking at. Now like, you got cataracts. That that's not. <laughs> That's not orange. What are we doing here? Okay. Well, I stand by my comment, okay? What's so, orange? The only real notes I have for this match is Landel. Landel? Landel. Landel is very awkward. Can you talk and, about the Nature Boy properly, please? No. He's very awkward and unbalanced. Yes. I found, like, just very, like, what are you doing? Um, he's a terrible ripoff of Flair. Yes. Like, I don't mind if there's a gimmick It doesn't qualify to be a rip-off of Yeah, if it makes sense. Like, the two takers, remember that? Yes. The two canes. They were good workers, both of them. But this guy was terrible. With imitation as the sincerest form of flattery? If like, it's done well. I would be offended if I was Ric Flair. Like, they hired this guy. And, like, he almost mocks... Like, this is the stuff we love Flair for... He does it in such a way that you're like, man, it looks so ridiculous. So it's like only Flair could make that look good because this yep. guy's making it look like garbage. I would just drove him over my car in the parking lot. The oh, one, the one thing I will say that made me laugh with him in the match though was when he was when Flying Brian hit him with a lot of offense. He went outside the ring and he's like, "I'm just getting warmed up. This is my strategy." I kind of chuckled at that because <laughs> he went back in the ring. I was asking some more. And there you go. I'm just like, oh, this is terrible. Like, I want them to put Brian with someone who he can actually compliment well with. Where he can actually use his speed and his high flying, and it looks good. Like, even, like, can you imagine Great Muda versus Flying Brian? That would be nice to see. Right? Yep. Because all we've been seeing in Brian is facing guys who are powerhouses or technical wrestlers and don't really have any high yep. flying. And yep. just, it's kind of like, I want to see him actually fly. I can't believe the that, ropes fast. I can't believe that him and Z Man are broken up. Right? What I, happened? I'm guessing. They lost the titles. They lost the titles. You're done. We have no reason to go on. Oh. Yeah. I guess. Okay. Our, our let's go, team let's go back to titles. five tag teams. Yeah. We got Doom, LOD, <laughs> which hasn't been on in a while. 
Um, uh, LOD at this point is in their uh, no compete clause because they're debuting at. Uh, uh, well, they didn't debut at SummerSlam, but uh, SummerSlam '90. Oh, so they're in their ninety-day uh, no. Oh, compete. there you go. So now we don't have five; we have four. Freebirds, uh, Doom, Steiners. The two expresses. Oh, we got six, and the uh, Southern Boys. There you go. We got six tag teams. Good for you, WCW. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> and two tag titles with six tag teams. Yep. Yeah, let's break up Brian Pillman and Z-Man. That's a great move. Yeah. So right. overall, that's all the notes I got for this match. All right. So Pillman, the finish is Pillman uh, misses a clothesline, and then skins the cat, which is impressive, mm-hmm. and then and then runs up to the top and hits a crossbody to win. A diving crossbody. Yep. One, two, three. One, two, three. There you go. Take Just, that, nature boy. At least there was a semi-solid finish. Yeah. You know, I, th- I thought it was okay. 0. 0.5 for me. I give it a 0.25. Give point two five as well. Very underwhelming. It's just not, uh, not impressed. Not if you're going to impersonate... Rip not a shot in the arm for a pay-per-view that... Yeah. They must have come up with this um, curtain jerker thing. Where you gotta you gotta set the tone for the night and get the crowd pumped. That must come in much later in wrestling <laughs> because right now, no, neither WWF or WCW is doing anything to get people hyped. You know who I always really appreciated as an opening match, and I'm just speaking in general, was Sean Waltman, one yeah. two three kid. He was a he's probably the best opening match competitor like consistently that I ever saw. Because at least you always got a solid yeah. match. And they always put him with a kind of new talent that was coming in. And I, I think, uh, this is just my observation, I think they tried to get Waltman to see what he can do. Yeah. Just to kind of get his, yeah, he's okay, or nah, don't do not do anything with this guy. But yeah, when I think of opening match and a solid performance, I don't know, I think of Sean Waltman. Shout out to Sean Waltman. I can see that. All right, all right. Shout out to X-Pac. X-Pac. I want to shout out to Six. And he's got a podcast too. Now. I'm going to shout out to Six Pac? <laughs> shout, shout out to my Six Pack. Did, did, I can crack he, it open if you want. Did we say Lightning Kid? Nope. No. Right, I, I, I want to shout out to Lightning Kid. kid. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, th- I think. Shout out to the Cannonball Kid? <laughs> nope. Kamikaze Kid? Well, I guess, I guess we've hit all his monikers, yeah. I guess. <laughs> there you go. Let's go to the second match now. That was all a right. tangent and a half. <laughs> yeah. Uh, match two is, well, after announcing this match, you'll see mm. why. Uh, match two is the Iron Sheik, who is back in WCW, apparently. And he's taking on Captain Mike Rotunda. Sheiky no baby! Music, and no entrance music. Yeah, so Sheik's in the ring, and it looked like he had just gotten in, and Rotunda's, like, right behind him. <laughs> like, walking into the yeah. ring. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's interesting. What is this, Starkid 84? Yeah, Sheiky baby. With the biggest oh. tummy I've seen in a long time. Who starts just teeing off on Mike Rotunda with his flag, flag before the match, and the ref's okay with it. It's like, way to reprimand the Sheik, ref. Yes. I know the match hasn't started, but maybe you should try to stop this, or... He's going to get humbled. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, this... Oh, um, I only have one note. I can't oh, I stand Sheik's punches, his bumps, his presence. Actually, you know what? I'm going to follow wow. up on your punches. I finally oh. found somebody who has weaker punches than Lex Luger. They're cheeky Iron baby. Cheek. And wilder than Hacksaw. Jim Duggan. He like winds up and it's just like... 
and makes oh. like a little feathery like tap at the end kind of thing. It's yeah. like, ah! And he always, he does the whole Dusted Road thing where he, risks, he uh, raises his leg. It's yeah. like, why? Why are you raising your leg? Doesn't doesn't make sense. Like, just punch him. Like, watch Scott Hall's punches, man. Oh, he throws great punches. You want to see great punch. working punches? Watch Scott Hall. Like, his working punches are beautiful. I and then you watch Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Or Shiki Baby. Shiki Baby. Shiki Baby. And you're just like, and I, I hate to say it, though. Another person I, I really thought was exaggerated work punches was The Rock. Oh, The Rock's work, <laughs> like, The Rock's punches were awful. They were brutal. But, yeah, with the but spit and everything. This match, uh, that's I, all I have. I feel I feel bad for Mike Rotunda in this match. Poor guy. He didn't really have a oh. chance. No, he was no. Set up, he kind of failed. He bumped like crazy for Sheik, but... Uh, Did you see that slow, delayed-looking backslide pin? Yes. Yes. Well, Sheik was like, I'm scared to take this bump. That took, <laughs> Can we not that do this? That took like half the match to do. And Rashad's yeah. probably like, oh, Sheiky's upper body is going to make this move suck. Because <laughs> <Sheik, laughs> took this no problem in <laughs> WrestleMania 1. Like, what's the problem? Oh. Uh, just. Yeah, quite different gimp. Well, not for Sheik, but Mike does like one of the half of the U.S. Express. And now he's a. Uh, that part of the varsity Castle club. The, he's like pa- Castle of the Love Boat now. Yeah, yeah. And then he's going to be the tax man. Although he did do a very <laughs> smooth sunset flip, I found. Yes. And oh, just, it stood out. On his end? On his good. end? He bumped, He did everything right, where Sheik was just... Sheik looked like he was just out there to cash a paycheck, in my opinion. Yep. That's what he looked like. He looked like, okay, I'll go out there and have this five-minute piece of crap match that was so boring. And uh, you pay me how much? I don't. I don't know how much, but you pay me. Done. Done. Just like that. Um, Finished, Jesse. Wait. You, you said you have notes, right, man? Uh, well, you keep on going if you want to keep on railing on this because I got. Oh, nothing. okay. This match is uh, One thing that I was kind of made my head go a little cockeyed was okay. Just want to give a little bit of insight on an abdominal stretch. Abdominal stretches don't really work from a physiology standpoint when the receiver of it is about six to seven inches taller than the person who's actually applying it. It looks weird. Yes. And it's not gonna work because the person because the smaller guy applying it, like he looks out of place. He looks <laughs> like he can be overturned and compromised at the snap of a finger. Yep. I don't know. You can say I'm crazy if you want. You're what crazy. Well, what about my point? That's best bang on, though. Yeah. Don't worry about that. The only version of the abdominal stretch that would make sense is on the ground. Okay. Yeah, That's okay. the fine. only version that would make sense. Or, if, you know, back in the day, they probably didn't have the octopus stretch. That would have looked sick. No. Because, I mean, Rotunda's body, the way it was, like, a big he was boy. almost lifting up Sheik as he was, like, putting it on him. He didn't even have it on properly. And it's so weird to see the abdominal stretch without Big E slapping the guy's rear end. <laughs> Okay, on that note, <laughs> so so Mike Rotunda tried earlier in the match to do the to get Iron Sheik to do the backslide, and it looked awful. Mm-hmm. So they said, you know what would make even better? That Dude, was the finish. Yeah. And that's what happens. Rotunda wins with using a backslide that looked awful. If you can't make a backslide pin look good, you should not be in the ring. Yeah. yeah. It's literally the safest bump you can take. <laughs> So I gave consider it a bump? Not really. You just slide back. You slide. You, you lay lean there. back. 
You lean back and you lay you there. You do like a yoga stretch. You're just like laying there for three seconds. You're done. Um, so I gave it a point two five just on the just for the sake of Mike Rotunda. I, I thought I thought Rotunda, I yes. thought he did a good job with what he what he was given, yeah. which wasn't good. I gave a point two five as well. It wasn't bad enough to get zero. I gave it a zero. And there's it was bad enough to give a zero. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Touche. Let's go to match number three. Oh God. <laughs> All right. Well, um, See, this was not bad. This wasn't. This was intriguing. Uh, Doug Furness, who later comes. You can say this match was lit. What Furness? Oh God. Oh God. This... All right, guys. I'm gonna hit the dusty road trail this, and go uh, home. This just in. Dave's been fired. You, know yeah. uh, you can't fire me. I quit. <laughs> uh, okay. We're, we're oh Doug Furness, <laughs> who is looking pretty jacked. Yes, in this match too. Like, whoa, muscles like, on muscles. Like uh, they're saying he's like the world's strongest man. I'm like, oh, uh, Mark Henry might have something to say about later that. on. Later like, on, ninety six, and uh, he's taking on uh, Sasquatch Dutch Mantel. Why does, also known as Dirty Dutch Mantel. Why does Dutch works? Mantel only shave the parts of his back that aren't covered by the singlet? I don't know. It has to be some sort of like method to that madness. It's awful. It was very distracting. I. Come on, man. Come on, Duke or Dutch or whatever the hell you want to call yourself. Later, well, later known as Zeb Coulter. Yeah. Shave your goddamn back, man. Disgusting. <laughs> Maybe it's a challenge, Jesse. Maybe he physically just can't do it. Like Prince Albert is disgusted with you. You could, you could, you could pay people to do that. I guess. Shave yeah. your back. But Overall, though, it's, it's an old-timer giving the young up-and-coming guy a little shine. He worked good. Like, Dutch, Dutch did good. He played a good heel. Yeah. He played a great heel in this match. I thought the flow in the match was weird, though. It was like it was, it was halting. Stop and go. It was stop yeah. And go. yeah, like like, and it wasn't like like it wasn't like Furtis would get going and then Mantel would cut him off. It was like Furtis would get going and then they'd almost forget where they're supposed to be because yeah. Furtis is so new that he like is green. In yeah, this he match. would like forget and Mantel would have to like grab him in a in a headlock to tell him where to go yeah. next. You know, like there's yeah. one spot where. Where Furnace like runs past him a couple times running the ropes, yeah. and I'm just like, "Are you not going to hit him? <laughs> You're just going to run past the guy? He's okay. pulling a warrior, okay? Yeah, Leave exactly. He's like, building momentum. Okay? God, Furnace has a really impressive like his agility drop kick. Yes, so that his agility. Like there was, uh, where's a actually I think it was his entrance or like just the first spot in the match where he jumps to the top rope. There's an Owen Hart backflip. Yeah, his athleticism was very impressive for a so, man of his size. That was the only note I have in the whole match was, holy cow, Furnace looks amazing. Oh, the the arm bar with the tight pole didn't really... That was so awesome. I was like, are you giving him a wedgie? And <laughs> I, I'm sorry I to say I got you this. an arm bar and I'm giving you a Spoiler wedgie. alert, but we see the same thing later on in our match. So it's like obviously yeah. a thing back in the day. Yeah. Where it's like, what? Just because you put your hands on the tights, you're just going to get... Well, and there was times... Like, yeah, you're just going to get, like, leverage? Like, it doesn't work that <laughs> there, way. There was times where... No, you're getting a wedgie. They zoomed in. I'm like, I don't want to see this. I'm like, dude, no. Like, why are you zooming in on this? <laughs> oh, WCW. Maybe Furnace had a wedgie, and Mattel's trying to help him out. But WCW has problems with the camera work anyways. Even in oh, the camera work is bad. Later in the, Sting Flair, in the Sting Flair match, oh. it's getting to the finish, and they cut yeah. to the crowd. Well, don't even... <laughs> and they hold it. it there, and then they go back and like Sting selling. You're like, what the hell happened? Yeah, what's going on? Well, this match, I just I was impressed with Furnace. Yeah, that's all I was impressed yeah. with, though. Same. Um, I actually I gave it a point five 
after you say the finish. <laughs> you I, can tell why you gave it a point okay, five. Okay, I gave it a point five because Furnace really impressed me, and I felt that uh, the Dirty Dutch actually like he showcased them really well. Even though there was points where you can tell he was green, but overall, I was like, I'd, I'd watch this again. So Furnace hit a snap belly to belly suplex, suplex for the win. That's why I liked it. Uh, and yeah, they looked good. It looked smooth. It looked good. It looked, I hate to say this because it looked better than Holly Races. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I gave this match a point two five, uh, just because there was just too much. Like it was too halting at yeah. points, and it kind of took me out of it. Lot, though. Yeah. Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. That's why we don't do live videos. Yeah, no videos. videos. <laughs> we just do audio. Uh, Nobody <laughs> needs to see that. And uh, myself, I gave a point two five as well just because I there's no flow. Yeah. The last but it was lit. Okay, enough, Dave. He was on fire. Okay, let's go to the let's go to the next match, Ben. Well, he's fired. <laughs> number four, uh, match number four is Wildfire, Tommy Rich. Wildfire! is Harley Race. Uh, and, um... Yeah. Uh, this match did have some fluidity to it, I found. Really? I thought so. But there's good fluidity and there's like, what the hell fluidity? Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to tell <laughs> you. Take Rick. that out and just pretend that's not happening. <laughs> I want to see Luger versus Race no, you don't. versus Haku. No, you don't. <laughs> Three of the most vocal in one ring. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Book it. <laughs> Anyways, now um, in case everyone was wondering, it's as bad in in watching this as you are hearing this. Uh, and and this and to me, this match was awful. Holy crap! So slow, and I am so bored watching can this I, match. Can I speak about one spot that made me laugh hysterically because how stupid it was? When you're Irish whipped to the freaking turnbuckle. When do you ever go to the middle and hit the post? Did you guys catch that spot? Yes. The yes. shoulder thing? Yeah. yeah he yeah. Irish whips. It's like three minutes in the match. Yeah. And Harley Race ducks in the middle and smokes his shoulder on the post and then sells out back. I'm like, what? He was trying Ooh. to reverse it. I, I I understand the chest bump. Love the chest bump in the corner. Thank you, Brett. But to hit the, the, the post, I'm like... And there was no... Build up from there, like there was no shoulder work. Nothing. Yeah, yeah it's not like Tommy. I was just like, what was the point of that? Tommy was out of did, field. Yeah, it didn't go for the shoulder at all. It just went back to doing what he was yeah, doing. Yeah, it was, it was just, like, uh, it was what? like, why? And then it just no flow. I they're, they're, like you can tell there was like no chemistry, even though that they have a history together. With the title change in the nineteen seventy, yeah. was it nineteen seventy two? Nineteen eighty. Okay, so there's history between those two, but it, it felt like there was no chemistry. Although the one thing I will say that I liked with the match was the spot where they went over the top rope from a body yeah, okay. uh, cross yeah. body. Yeah, that looked good. How is it they can make that look good, but suplexes look terrible? Yeah, I don't know. That pile driver spot was weird. Right, Tommy Rich took a really just weird bump. Oh, he's like he just got back up to his feet. You like, can say his wrestling quality is quite poor. It's not very rich, right? <laughs> Right, the puns are yep. going to be too much. Yep. This. And this was a slow race. There was like no speed to it. it was... <laughs> I'm done. I'm done, guys. I'm tapping out. Tapping out. I'm tapping out. I'm sorry, guys. That's all I got.
On that note. On that note, Harley Race reverses a diving crossbody to win. So you can say. No. Winner. No. no. Of the race. Zero. <laughs> zero for his comment that he's going to make, and zero <laughs> for the match for me. Wow, I, I gave it a point two five. I won't watch it again. To be quite I'll honest, I'll never watch that again. I'm actually not even sure why I gave it a point two five. To be honest, because you're nice. I must have forgot the reason why. But I gave it a point two five nonetheless. This is where we differ. You gave it a one, didn't I you? Did not. <laughs> I gave it point. He gave five. it a two. Amazing. Gave, you watch it, it again? I gave it point five. I didn't think it was. See, a point five to me is I will watch this again. I didn't think it was that bad. Ben likes the. Okay, Ben. I saw. All right, I'm just, I'm just gonna say bad. this because you're thinking it. You showed us your door prize, a big thing of rum. I think you were drinking at this point in the pay per view. I may have, because <laughs> there's I a quite of you know amount missing from that bottle. It, you say you dictate the match with your score based on how it made you feel. Drunk? I, I didn't think it was that bad. You scored it how you felt drunk. Okay, let's go to the next match. <laughs> Podcast is brought to you by Alcohol and <laughs> Yeah. Um, match number five is, and uh, I lost my train of thought there. It's probably as you're reading, drunk. as you're reading, <laughs> can't read your own writing. The Southern Boys, the no. United States Tag Team Championship. Wrong. Wow. Uh, Will you freaking <laughs> stop? Sorry. The United States Tag Team Championship is the Midnight Express. Versus the wild-eyed Southern Boys, who is Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong. And by the way, Bob Collar calls them the wild-eyed Southern Boys. Yeah, was, that actually, was that actually their name? Like, no, they were announced as Southern Boys. They were yeah. announced just as the Southern Boys. And then he boys. says wild-eyed. I was like, where'd that come from? And he said it the entire <laughs> match. And it's like, shh. Maybe that's why I didn't give it a point seven five because I was sick of Connell being stupid. <laughs> I'm that's like, not the wrestler's fault. I know, but I'm just... I, you don't listen. Listen. Like when they announced him as Southern Boys and he's like, Wild Eye. Wild Eye. Wild Eye Southern Boys. Is he doing the whole WWF marketing thing where everyone has to have a nickname? Wildcat. Wildcat. Kofi, Kofi Kingston. Kingston. It's like, now what? it's Wild Eye Southern Boys. And I was never really a fan of Tracy's mothers in ECW. But here, I was a fan. Uh, Tracy's mother is also put with some really bad deals oh, gimmicks, though. Yeah, the FBI. Yeah. He did. I didn't. I don't remember him that much from ECW. I just know he was part of the FBI. But this match, I was like, "Holy cow!" From what I remember from ECW, he was underrated compared to how he actually was. I really like Steve Armstrong in this match. Like his punches, he was throwing. The first I really thing, liked it. The punches were nice. The first thing I noticed with Armstrong was that out of nowhere monkey flip. Yeah, I've never seen it done where he just. It was like a. Uh, I forget who's running at him. It was, like a, it was an offensive. He just, he just jumps up, catches a monk flip. I'm like, whoa. No, no. I've never seen that from a position where the guy is running to you. Yeah. No. So that was very interesting. Oh, um, entrance music is back on again at this yeah, point, too. And it's on nice. point. Yeah. Right? It's actually playing when they're coming out, not over halfway to the ring. That's always a bonus. Um, the karate spot. Oh, yeah. When they're, they're facing off. They're yeah. doing karate. That was hilarious. Yeah. I loved that it. That was entertaining. It was it was so funny to see that. Um, Stanley gets in and stretches the legs. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's going down. <laughs> yeah, it's about to get real. And then uh, the fans are loving this match. Not Jesse. Not Jesse. But, I lost interest in it, man. I'm but sorry. But the fans were loving this match. That was great work by both teams, too. Like, all four of them were on. Were on yeah, game. like, and my final note was the, the spot where Smothers is on the apron. 
and he gets knocked and flown off into the barricade. Oh, yeah, that looked brutal. At this point in wrestling, that was not done often. No. Side he note, flew. Bret Hart actually breaks his collarbone. Doing that. In a spot from this. I yeah. I think it was Mr. Perfect. No, it was no, actually Stampede Wrestling. It was, it was against the Rujos. The Rujos did it to him. Oh, yeah, Rujos. But, yeah, he did yeah. it and broke his collarbone. But Smothers took the on the back. Yeah. And it looked so beautiful. Yeah. And that's all I got. The hot tag was a good spot, too. Mm-hmm. Huh? You can... I mean... The body of work, it, it, I mean, it says everything itself, but I mean, the hot tag is always a really good indicator of how the match is as well. And they had a really good one. Oh, you can definitely see some bad hot tags, like that one do match. Yes. Where the hot take was, yeah. like, what just happened? Yeah. But when you do a hot take well, it's yep. so much emotion in the match. It's a build-up. Like, yeah. there's an art to it. Yep. It Rock gets you excited. Rock and Roll Specs made it that art. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I haven't heard more of the Southern boys. They're a, they're a good team. Yeah, they, they they're just, a really good team. They just came they, in. I think, like, are, are they still going after this, do you think? I Yes, heard. I think so. Yeah? They were on they were on two Clash of Champions were before they? this, yeah. Were they? Yes, they were. Oh, we didn't watch Clash of Champions. I watched Clash of Champions. Maybe which that, very, maybe that. Which you are very brave to do. Maybe but, that's, yeah. maybe that's why I was burnt out because I watched Clash of Champions before this. Clash of Champions 11. Coastal Crackdown or some crap. <laughs> Coastal crackdown, crackdown. crackdown, and it crackdown. was it was awful. JYD versus Ric Flair was the main event. I wanted to shoot myself why in the did head. You watch that! Wow, because I need context as to why things are going. Because take some rum home with you. Because WCW, like WWF, will show you a video that shows you why these guys are fighting, even if it doesn't happen on a pay per view. They'll be like, Warrior and Hogan ran into them at, at Saturday night's main event. So, like, you don't have to watch old stuff because you can see the videos. You're up to date. You watch WCW. Who who knows why these guys are challenging? Doom was just up for the tag titles after getting their asses kicked <laughs> at the Starcade. Oh, yeah, because that makes sense. Like, <laughs> well, to give better context to what Justin's saying, there's that one pay-per-view where they were showing highlights of matches. And it wasn't the people in the matches facing each other. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, the, the you know the video packages are are definitely a necessity. Yes. A necessity. So, yeah. So what together. is your negative thoughts on this match? I I I have I will plead the I will I will plead my case here. I just genuinely just lost interest in the match. That's the it. best match on the card. Would That's you it. say it was? It was my fault for sure of, of work related stuff and the holiday season. Oh, probably just the out. holiday season. Just you know, mind mind wandering. Just kind of stop watching Clash of Champions. <laughs> I should probably stop watching Clash of Champions. Put your emphasis on what it matters. Yep, that's right. That's so right. What was? The, are you done? So, Sweet Stan Lane kicks Tracy Smothers in the back of the head with a with a enziguri. Yeah, from the apron. Well, I kind of, sort of got yeah, it. Looked, it looked decent, and then Smothers sells it. Eaton rolls him up in a small package for the win. Yep. One, two, three. That's exactly what I saw, too. Yep. Uh, so I gave it a point five. Sorry, guys. You guys I gave it a point seven five. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was entertained. I will watch it again. Point seven five myself. I thought it was the best. I thought it was the best match on the card. Okay, well, by this point or in total? I'm saying in total. I'm okay. just going to say ahead of time. I well, I feel like match. a douche. Yeah. Well, let's and go on to the next match. Debbie gave, Downer? Yeah, but I just gave Harley Race and uh, Wildfire. Uh, listen, there's been, <laughs> listen, Dave, there's been many good matches that you've been like, point five. You glow about it and you're like, point five. Point five. <laughs> well, I wouldn't watch it again. Well, you just told me how, li- how much you liked it. Point yep. five. Yep, point five. Anyways. I, I gave it a point seven five, though. Let's go on to the next match. 
All right. Uh, match number six is the debut, the North American debut yeah, North American. of Big Van Vader, and he is taking on the Z-Man. And Vader's mask doesn't work. Like right his, away. not his mask, but his entrance. Yeah, mask. his entrance mask, where where his he prop. puts it on, where he puts it on the ramp, and then smoke is supposed to flow out of the shoulder pads, so he puts it down. And he starts doing that, like, like, come on, come on, and he's telling it to go, and it doesn't go. So then he realizes, so he turns to the crowd and kind of plays up to the crowd, and then it starts going. So then he turns and starts doing the thing again. It's like, very wow, good that's your... I loved his mask. He covered it very well, but I'm like, WCW, you got this force coming in, and you can't even get his, like, apparatus ready to work properly. <laughs> come on! I was going to say, it was a professional way for him to cover it. Yeah. Yeah, I just I kind of chuckled at that. Uh, I, I had that mask he had that L, like the, the mastodon. I love that. It mask. was a wicked mask. How the heck could he see? It added to his character so well. That that's what blew my mind. Like like he walked down. I I'm think like, there was a little strip near the bottom because I mean the where the mastodon head fit on like the shoulders and everything. Like he wasn't looking out of that. I think there's I think I saw like a little strip. Like a thin strip where he can at least look out. Of. Okay, good. Because like just, he was walking, I'm like, man, you almost need a manager to make sure you're walking straight. I thought it was funny. He took it off. He took the top mask off for another mask on him. Like, <laughs> that yeah. made me laugh. I was like, yeah. ah, he has two masks. Okay. Oh, jeez. Um, I don't really have any notes for this match. This was, was just a squash. It was yeah. quick. The only note I have is rest is rest in peace. Tom's out. Um, it's just like. I had nothing else. Once really again, to say on it. Pillman and, and Z-Man were the U.S. Tag Champions. They lose the titles, let's break them up, and let's squash Z-Man. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Well, Why couldn't you have Vader squash Tommy Rich or something? Well, if you think about it, like the last time we watched Z-Man and Brian Pillman, they were all over Z-Man, and they were explaining why he was called the Z-Man, and how the ladies love him, and he has a good physique, he has a good future, and, yeah. and then we squish him. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the end of that. So, thanks, guys. Yeah. Maybe get excited for this guy. I see he's in a singles match, I get excited, but then I see he's with Vader, and I'm like, yeah, it's not going to go well. Yep. What do you got to say, Ben? Uh, two words to describe Vader. Intimidating and awesome. I can see that. Because, I mean, for a man his size, as athletic as he is, oh, the finish was kind of weird, though. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Yeah. I was expecting the actual Vader bomb. Yeah, like he just kind of hit him with a clothesline and then just did a big, do a, splash. A big splash off the ropes. It, it makes sense. No, he didn't do off the ropes. He didn't he? No, no, no. He's he standing big splash. I thought. I thought he ran off the ropes. He ran off the ropes, but then he just. Oh, okay. Just, I think he briskly. He, he just jumped. Oh, okay. I'm it was sorry. a lot better than Ronnie Garvin's. That's true. <laughs> um, he did. I was like, "What? There's no yeah, Vader no, bomb? no Vader bomb, no moon salt or anything like that." It's so just it was a like, big, okay, oh. but it worked. One, it was two, a legit three squash match. One, two, three. Vader wins. Yeah, I gave that a point two five. I gave it a point five. It was an effective squash. Yeah, I want to watch it again. It worked for what it was. Yeah, yep. I, I like how uh, Zank had offense. Yeah, that was weird. and that was weird too. It's a squash match, but they let Z-Man have some moves, and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> well, they can't re- just because he's not part of the U.S. Tag Team Champions anymore doesn't mean they render him useless. Mm, that's true. That's true. <sighs> Let's go on to the next match. This is match seven of eleven. Whoa, we're almost there. We're almost there. That was fabulous. You like that? And now it's the fabulous Freebirds versus the Steiner Brothers. 
I'm personally looking. Well, I was looking forward to this right? match. Same here. I saw the lineup. I was like, "Oh, okay." The top heel tag team versus the top face tag yep. team. Yep, and um, the Freebirds mm. are now doing a drag gimmick. Yep, and they look more like clowns, and they look like drag. Their gimmicks. attire was really odd. Yes. Yeah. And, and the it, fans and attendants were well aware of their attire and how it looked. I'm not going to say what they were saying. They said some not nice yeah. things. No, and I'm surprised birds. that the WWE Network actually didn't dub it out. Yeah. It was yeah. pretty intense. Yeah, you could hear it clear as day. Yep. Yep. And um, usually you guys don't hear the fans as well as I do, nope. but these fans were like, no, no, we're going to make sure Jesse and Ben hear this. They were they were calling them another name for a cigarette, is what they were and calling And they them. were calling them their name for a female dog. That is right. Uh, not both of them, though. Just Michael Hayes. Just Michael Hayes, yeah. Michael but Hayes. both of them had their fair share. Yes, Michael Hayes them. had the female dog comment, and uh, they both had the other name for a cigarette. Yep. Yes. Uh, I don't have a lot to say about this. No, uh, for me, uh, my first note was interesting new look for the Freebirds, LOL. Because I'm just like, I don't know how to adjust to this. Yeah. Uh, Still love their music, though. I thought it was a great pace to the match. <laughs> It was yeah, it's paced. Yeah. Um, nice Tiger Driver by Scotty mm-hmm. uh, Steiner. Almost a guy to hottie. But nice Tiger Driver by Scotty uh, Steiner. I thought. Did you see Scott Steiner just muscle Jimmy Garvin over for a tilt a whirl backbreaker? Yeah. Like, Jimmy Garvin didn't even do anything. He, he didn't just post. stood there. And Scotty was just like, oh, I'm just going to do this he to you. And he just, and boom. And, and I was just like, I'm, I'm routinely impressed. With the Steiners. Oh, well, it's consistently just a Consistently, I'm just like, I cannot believe how strong they are. Physically it just, just blows my mind. I remember, I think this comes up in a later pay-per-view, but I think there's like some kind of tag tournament with different nations at some point. And uh, Rick Steiner, like a guy jumps over the top rope to do like a like a diving hurricane rana onto him. And Rick Steiner just catches him and drops him on the floor. In you a power ball. Rick, you don't think and he laughs at the guy. He's like, ha, ha, ha. And he walks away. And I'm just like... That was vicious. <laughs> you were the meanest man ever. Seriously. Like, when you see Scott, you're like, this guy has power to him. Yes. When you and see Rick, you're just like... Too. You're like, Rick looks like he's a rough guy, but doesn't look like he'd have much power. And then you see him, and you're like, oh, wow, they're both just stacked. Yeah, yeah his Steiner line. Just, like, Rick throws uh, a yes, better Steiner like, line. I, pretty, I think he's got the greatest clothesline ever. The Steiner line? The Steiner line. The way he just leaves his he feet leaps. and does like this little leap towards you. Yeah. It's effective. Like that look. How could you take that bump and not He's the only it? wrestler so far that the fans pop into clothesline. Yep. Yep. He's the only one the fans pop at because they're like, it's the Steiner line. He hits it. You're out. Yep. And that's the only note to have. Like when are we going to see the Steiner finish? I can't wait to see that the the, the off the shoulders bulldog. Yeah, like they must. I think, do I they think invent, WWF? They WWF. They they tell WWF them they have to come up with and one. I can no. I'm I'm gonna mark out hard when we see the Steiner driver, the, the Steiner screwdriver. Oh, oh yeah yeah oh, yeah. yeah. I can't wait to see that. You think the Steiner? Oh, so the the Scott Steiner Frankensteiner is brutal looking sometimes. Wait till you see that screwdriver. Um, there's a weird spot in the match with uh, Rick Steiner and Jimmy Garvin. It's like that body slam spot where he kind of... Did you guys see that? Do you know, guys know, know what I'm talking about? If you give more details on uh, my number... Uh, see, that's the thing. I watched <laughs> the match a couple days ago, too. It's... It's weird. Like, 
he Steiner like picks him up in a body slam and then Oh, and he does the flip? Yeah. That was cool. So he picks it's him weird. He picks him up like he's gonna do like a a, a side breaker. Yeah. Or, you know? Uh and then he just holds him and then Scott Steiner just does a backflip. With him in his arms. So a moonsault fallaway um, slam? Sort of, but he holds the fallaway slam? He holds the guy. He doesn't let him go, and he flips himself. Oh, so it's like a moonsault world's strongest slam. Yes. Well, I did not see that. Yeah. It's weird. That's it's impressive. weird. It also looks like Scott's going to kill himself if he doesn't get his neck around. But he does, wow. and it looks crazy impressive. I thought it was Rick Steiner that did it. No, it was Scotty. Was it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was Scotty. I think I don't think Rick had the athleticism for that. Scott Scott Steiner was quite the athlete until he got really heavy into the roids, but he was quite the athlete. I have to watch this match again just to see that. Oh, like that that that, it's a very popular move nowadays. Just yeah, well, but with lighter guys, yeah, um, cruiserweights are doing that crap. What's his name? Tommy Lee in TNA does it. Yeah, but so it, does Will Ospreay. It's yeah. a really nice move. Cruiserweights but or junior, I never or thought was junior, junior lightweights or whatever the hell you want to call them. Not Scott Steiner at 270-odd pounds. Just like, Oh, i got to watch that again. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was quite impressive. I Scott Steiner back then would actually fare if he was in like today's... He couldn't talk, though. He needed a manager. He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, his promos were awful. I enjoyed the match, though. For real. It was awful. Uh, so Rick Steiner hit a belly-to-belly suplex on Michael Hayes, and then Scott rolls in for the, to pin him for the win. Simple. Simple. One, two, three. Point five. Steiners get over. Point five for me. Yeah, yeah. point five for me. As point well. five also. Uh, the Freebirds, I didn't think were at their best. No. No. This one, the Steiners did They're a few the things. They're on the in their career. At this yeah, point. the Steiners did a few things that, uh, like, just make you go, whoa. Uh, but that was about it. When does Buddy Roberts come in? He's already gone. Yeah, because I'm like, it, it was. It felt like he wasn't even a part of it, to be honest. I don't think he... Buddy Roberts was was part of it when they were in Texas facing the Freebirds, which yeah. was a lot earlier. And then after that, it's just like... Or facing the Von Erich, sorry. Freebirds oh, facing the Freebirds. That doesn't saying. make sense. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. that that was in the early to mid-80s. Okay, because I, so. I was like, is he coming back eventually, or is he done? I think it's done. I guess, I guess we'll because, because they threw Because they have um, Terry Gordy in there. Mm-hmm. Who's probably in Bam Japan Bam. at this point? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Bam with Bam. Uh, Steve Williams. Yeah, but yeah, I thought it was a good match. I'll definitely watch it again for that uh, moonsault fall uh, world on a slam spot. Yeah, yeah, you have to. I have to see that. So s- let's go to the next match. Oh jeez, which wasn't very good. Next, no. Um, it is the special six-man tag team match, and oh. uh, I emphasize the word special, and we'll get into that. It is the Horsemen. For the, the, the horsemen, as they announce it, of Sid Vicious, Barry Windham, and Arn Anderson. And they are taking on the Junkyard Dog, Paul Orndorff, and El Gigante. But what are they called? They have a name. Oh, the Dudes, the with, dudes attitudes. with Attitudes. Yeah. Wow. 80s, 90s, early 90s nicknames. Terrible. El Gigante's big. Oh, this match, though. And useless. This match. Absolutely useless. Like, they threw this poor guy in, and he has no clue what he's doing. It's worse than Zeus. 
And yeah, and like nobody's talking through. Arn Zeus got in the match. Yeah, Arn's Arn's like they're all acting scared of him, and Arn has that wide-eyed look, which he just like he he emotes so well. The Horsemen did a good job of like legitimately showing they're scared, but like to death of Eligante. He doesn't like he doesn't do the simple thing like if the bad guy or the heel comes at you, reach for him. He just stands there and watches because he knows he's like. He almost like he knows it's fake. He knows the spot's coming. So. He knows the spot's coming, so he doesn't react. He doesn't react like he would in a fight. So it makes it look worse. Like it just this, not not good. Right from the get go, I was not <clears throat> pleased in the match because it was just so sloppy. Yeah, like there was just spots where it was like clustered. Or if it was, it was clustered. There was a spot where JYD does his thump headbutt to Barry Windham and doesn't even hit Barry. Yeah, and Barry sells it like crazy. There was a spot where Orndorff was holding Arn Anderson's neck and was trying to grab for Vicious to do like a headbutt spot. And Vicious ran to the corner and Orndorff had to drag Anderson to the corner to grab Sid and bring him back. Yeah. It was just like there was no chemistry, no storyline flow. And with this much t- – the reason why I gave this match the score I'm going to tell you later is because with all this talent in the ring, yeah, there's no excuse. it should not be this terrible. There's no excuse. It was brutal – I was urging fast forwarding it because I'm just like I'm frustrated to see all this talent in the ring, and I'm getting a what's the PG version of the word a terrible sticking match. Why is Sid holding up like some random T-shirt? Dude, Sid I'm was random going, this whole match. I'm just going what what I don't even what the T-shirt even say. I don't even know. I couldn't even see. I was like, <laughs> hey, yeah. It was frustrating. It was very frustrating to watch. Yeah, like, I just wrote, with this much talent in the ring... The match you, should have been better. Like, it should have been a lot better. It was yeah. sloppy. I, I could not wait for it to finish. I want to see, actually, Eligante get in there. He Did Did he even get in the match? No. He's, so he's on the apron the entire time. Yeah. Because, how much uh, are they paying him to do this? Oh, probably big, big dog. Like, so, geez. well, his story is that um, Ted Turner owns the Atlanta Hawks, right? Yes, so they they found him that. in in South America, and he like he he's legit seven foot seven. Oh yeah. So he signed him to play for the Hawks, and then like like they realized like there he didn't really have basketball talent even for a tall guy. Like he couldn't do simple things. So he's like, well, I got to recoup on my investment. Well, you're a wrestler now, because oh, Ted geez. Ted Turner on WCW. That that was the story. Yep. Wow. Yep. So it was just dead from the get go. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, so the finish was uh, chaos happens. I kind of feel bad. for Everybody's that. in the ring except Gigante. It just like like his butt, his his pals are getting beat up, and he's just like on the apron, like help your oh, friends. This guy uh, can take two steps and get to the other side. Yeah, of the and the horsemen just straight up throw JYD over the top rope to get to you. So awkward. Like I was like, I looked down to, to write a note, and it was like match is over. I'm like, what yeah. just happened? Uh, Everyone's in the ring, so I was like, okay, so obviously it must have been a DQ finish. And then what made me mad was the stage is aligned with the ring apron. That should not count as a DQ. Wait, what you're basically th- yeah, you want you want the top rope, you'd be lying on the apron. Yeah, that's true. So it's like, why is that a DQ? That's a good point. WCW. That's a good point. <laughs> right? We decided that last pay per view. WCW. WCW. Like you're you're throwing them. Like, oh, you're going to the top rope, and it's the exact same distance to the apron. So it's like. They built this match up like it was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And then they'd have that dumb finish. And then finally Gigante comes out at the end. And I'm going to air quote, 
cleans house. He just like like gently pushes guys. Like he like kind of just put his hand on Wyndham and kind of gave him a little push, and Wyndham sold like crazy. Now that you you said the backstory, I kind of feel bad for him. Oh no, he was so scared to hurt someone. He he was was put like he was put in a no win situation. I feel terrible for the guy, but uh, yeah, I call it how I see it. Point two five zero. With that Uh, much talent in the ring, I should have been entertained. Yeah, point point two five for me as well. There's no there's no excuse. It was terrible. I do feel sorry for El Gigante, though. I did not realize that was his backstory. Like, dude, you just got signed to a deal that you thought was for basketball, you said? Mm-hmm. And now you're a pro wrestler? Completely different playing field. Mm-hmm. So I, I can understand his hesitation with doing anything. Yep. I get it. And yep. I, I actually appreciate him being booked that way because that would be a lot of safety risk. You know, I don't. No I don't recall you having the same compassion for Sapphire in that mixed yeah. match. Her Dave? backstory was not the same as this one. <laughs> she was hired she to drove, be a wrestler. She drove. No, she drove to be. She drove the wrestlers around for a long. Are we time. going back she to this again? She was hired to be a. Valet. Okay, let's go. To, let's go to the next match. Let's go to that wrestler. She was hired for Mania as a wrestler. Let's go to the U.S. title <laughs> match. Let's do it. Let's so I do guess it, ben. Uh, the next match is the uh, U.S. title match and. Um, it is me, Mark, with Paulie Dangerously versus Lex Luger, who is the champ, and he's finally defending his U.S. title. <laughs> right? Where's that 30-day no competition clause? My, me, oh, Mark, he defended uh, at Clash of Champions. Oh, That's you fine. would know. Yeah. Me, Mark, is... Um, <laughs> he's undertaking this match really well. No, he... He's an original Paul Heyman guy. He, yeah, yep. I guess he is. He's a real phenom. That's a dangerous alliance. He's a real. He's a Why real are we so punny with taker things? What, what are we doing here? This match was boring and it was very slow. <laughs> oh, was it ever? Hard to listen. Holy moly! All right, so I think the reason why Mean Mark was working the way he was is because he understands Luger's limitations. Mean Mark can go. We we saw how he can go. The you know jumping, leaping clotheslines, the jumping elbow drop, the old school. He does this match. Yep. It's not yep. called old school, obviously, because it's brand new. So it's yep. like new school. But we saw it. But I think he knows that Luger can't go. So he's like, let's go, you know, let's go a slow pace style. And I think then, this is his last match with WCW. I think so. Because does he not appear at Survivor Series 1990 as Taker? Yeah. Or is that 91? No, that's 90. That's 90. This and, is it. Um, less than six months away. Yeah. And he's I not going to be at Halloween Havoc. I will no say, way. though, uh, we saw that mean Mark can take a bump. With that arm drag. Yep. Wow, that was yep. a beautiful bump. And yep. we also saw Luger do an arm drag. Yeah, I didn't. I, which was very I was surprised by that. Yeah. Very uncommon. And um, moves of doom now. And then we almost see Luger have his head taken right off. Yeah, with, with that clothesline. Well, he was almost a dead man walking. It looked. Oh God. It, it looked like it was a clothesline, but Cotto and Ross. We're trying to sell it that it was an attempt for the heart punch. And I'm like, okay, guys, you should just let the way it was. Because why would Taker go... Sorry, not Taker. Spoiler alert. Why would Mean Mark go for the heart punch on his forehead? So I was just like, I hate when the commentators try to recover it when it's a blatant botch. Like, just let it go. It actually makes it worse. Like, really? Like, I'm not stupid. And then the, the, the last one I had was old school. It yep. was so cool to see that. Even though... It didn't really come up, like, it didn't look that good as it does later on, wherever Mark goes. I don't know where he goes later on. 
But I think he debuted somewhere pretty important to his career. Eventually. Oh yeah, you think so? I think so. You think so? Okay. Yeah, I think, I think so. But I, I thought it was good for what it was, considering who it, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen okay. Luger so much now that I'm fed up with him. Yes. Like yes, yes. He's just oh, enough. enough. I've seen a main event so many times. And now that he's not in the main event, I still don't want to see him. Yeah. It's like, no. Got anything to add to this, Ben? I do. Oh, you do. Um, I think he, me and Mark makes him famous in this match. Okay. Crickets. <laughs> I'm, I'm not like well, um, this in this. <laughs> Ben lost his train of thought. Now he doesn't know what to do with himself. Sorry, folks. Thanks a lot, Dave. <laughs> Limited offense, I found. Hard to stay interested in the match. And uh, this was uh, definitely not uh, Lex Luger's yard in this match. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go to the finish, okay? Um, yeah. You and your Chocolate tombstone, Ben. Neither of these guys are... Real, are any type of American badass. Yeah, sure. drop the tombstone. And Luger just hits a clothesline on him to win. Right? What the hell? What? Like... Okay, well, actually, first of all... What? No, 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 no. We, 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 we should also discuss that Luger actually put a 319-pound man in the torture rack. That is on true. On a bad leg. Yep. Oh, yeah, right. right. But he can't climb like, anything. Can't climb <laughs> anything. And then he hits him, and then Polly comes in with the phone... Hits him in the gut with the foam. Such a terrible bump. Like, why are you bumping like that off a stomach hit? And then, but, okay, so, but he bumps and he doesn't sell the phone attack. Mean Mark gets up and Luger gets up and it's with the clothesline one, two, three. I'm like, what? Like, Mark looks like a chump now. Yeah. And Luger looks like a god. He's a dead man walking. Mark uh, towers Luger. And I was like, a finish with the clothesline? That was such a, like, letdown. I gave this match a .5. It was okay. It wasn't anything special. No, it was not anything no, special. No, I gave it a .25. I, I deserved a .5. Yeah, I would not I gave it a point two five as well. I'm there not watching this I'm, again. It's I'm, terrible. I'm delirious at this point, I guess. Yeah, I hope we see Mean Mark again sometime, though. It'd be nice. It'd be very yeah. nice. I, I'm hoping for a change in character, though. Right? Let's go to the semi-main event, Ben. Tell us. All Tell right. us all about it. The Tag Team Championship. Is coming up next as a Rock and Roll Express versus Doom with the funky music. Yeah, that yeah. music is just <laughs> that happy poppy does music. Not, does not fit their gimmick. No, at all. it doesn't. It's like Doom. You might as well just give them Benny Hill theme song at this point. Um, the crowd didn't. Okay, a um, very very important. Uh, Discrepancy Whoa, that I've got to, to he interrupted you, Jesse. That I've got Whoa. to uh, mention right here. Jim Ross says a Doom are the first black tag team champs. That's wrong. In WCW, one. Well, I didn't say WCW. Yeah, he did. No, he just says it was first black tag team. Oh, did he? Yeah. I thought he said in WCW. I don't recall. I, oh. I could be wrong. I may have missed WCW. Did you hear him say that? I thought I heard him say WCW. Okay, well, he probably uh, said NWA though. But 
or um, NWA or whatever. But yeah, because I didn't hear any of this. Because Rocky Johnson, and, Rocky Johnson, and, uh, Tony Atlas, Tony Atlas, the Soul, the the Soul first. Patrol were the first yes. black tag team champions. But I, I'm pretty sure he said NWA or WCW or something. So. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear that part. So you can, you can. I was so outraged by him. You could take off the hit on Jim Ross. <laughs> you were so angry from the first three words that you ignored the rest of the words after. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Happens better. The first three tunnel years vision. Um, Crowd didn't give two craps about The match was so boring They did not give two craps And that surprised me Because Rock and Roll Express Usually can get a crowd oh, I think To get the, behind yeah, them Yeah when they have somebody Jim Ross actually Makes a very good point In an interview I watched him Or heard him say The The hero is only going to be As good as the villain Yep If you have a limited villain The hero is Aren't gonna look that good. And also, like so you can say, this match is doomed. Before it even starts, there was quite a a large <laughs> contingent of fans cheering for Doom, and not Rock and Roll Express. Damn, like, they're already turning. Like I know Rock and Roll Express at this point are an older tag team, right? Because they've been around since the early eighties. Oh, you 80s. Can see it. Yeah, they're so they the fifties. So they're like, we're done with you. We like this new tag team. Like, you could tell, like... I think they like Ron Simmons. Yeah, maybe. And they kept mentioning how Burt Reynolds' favorite wrestler is Ron Simmons. Yeah. What? It's because they have That's to... Because that matters, right? They That's have very to, sporadic. Is that why they got the titles now? Because Burt Reynolds like, I love that guy, give him a championship. You drop a celebrity name and makes your product sound cool, I guess, is what they're thinking. Mm. I didn't. It didn't, but okay. I knew this match wasn't going to be good because the Rockets were didn't come out with a jukebox. Yes, that was better. That was better. You know what would have made that entrance so much better? If, if the entrance music was playing from the juice box. Yes. <laughs> would have been hilarious. I would have loved that. Oh, but the match. Um, I have nothing really to know in this match except that they stay with their strengths. Yep. That's it. Like, Doom just did powerhouse moves. Uh, Butch botched, as he usually does. Um, nothing special. Ron Simmons is... Pretty solid. Rod Simmons is still pinning sloppy. Yeah, like nothing's emerged. really changed between uh, Doom at all. But I was expecting more with Rock and Roll Express attached to the match. Although I will say Robert Gibson though is is like up there with Arn Anderson for selling to me. Yeah, he's so good. Yep, his facial expressions, his actual way of making you feel like oh goodness, he's he's gonna die. Like there's yep. no way he's gonna get his tag. Like their hot tags are, so, and I, I love how the Rock and Roll Express roll into their hot tag. Because like, if you're in a desperate situation, you're not gonna crawl. I hate when they crawl forever. Yeah. No, roll. Yeah. Like I love how the Rock, like they both do it. Morton and Gibson both roll to their hot tags. Although I felt this match was lacking something. Fans. We'll do, we'll the, do fans from, the, fan, the fans. The fans weren't into it. Weren't in, and, when the, and I always say when the fans are not into it, it affects you as a viewer. Yeah. Well, Doom is also very one-dimensional. Very one-dimensional. So, how? What? What are the? What are the Rock and Roll Express going to do? There's like they just run around, they, user well, speed, drop kicks. That's Doom all can, can do. only have Doom's match. I, I mean, they they're not going to bump for the Rock and Roll Express like um, Ole and Arn Anderson did. Yeah. yeah. Or like the Midnight Express have done. Like it's just it wouldn't make sense. Sorry to bring the pun up again, but yeah, they were kind of doomed coming into this match. I'm actually not trying to be cheeky there. Uh, Believe that. So, so there if, it is. Yeah, 
Never mind. Okay. So Teddy Long distracts Robert Gibson, and then uh, Butch Reed comes off the top rope with a diving shoulder block to get the win. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a weird finish because mm-hmm. Long was on the apron. Yep. And he gets pulled in or knocked in? Can't he gets pulled in. Pulled he gets in. pulled in, yep. And I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. And amongst all this, Butch goes to the top and out of nowhere hits a diving shoulder block. Yep. And I was like, okay. That was confusing. Just from a believability standpoint, I mean, if I'm fighting Ron Simmons and Butch Reed, I'm not going to give Yeah, I'm not going to give two asses about Teddy Long. No. Yeah. I don't care how much he's annoying. Get on the apron. The, the, These know, guys are 300 pounds, like ex-football players, ex-nose tackles, ex-greatest like, <laughs> defensive player in Florida State University history in the ring with we me. get it jim ross you can <laughs> calm down with the accolades so, I, so I knew that. there was one thing before that, jim ross said that, that uh, i forgot to mention the backtrack here in the luger match that made me laugh why are we going back to luger with, with paulie because it's just i thought of this while we're talking where the where you hear paulie dangerously yell you are a former football player you shouldn't be wrestling this good like when he yelled that i laughed so hard <laughs> That's awesome. And then Jim Ross, even, or uh, Bob Cottle, acknowledged, acknowledged it. it. Yeah. He repeated it. I was like, that was, and then the, I've always wondered why Paulie has that phone. He calls somebody. He, he calls somebody during the match, and he's like, oh, he's pulling his hair. He's pulling his hair, man. Watch it. I'm like, this is pretty cool, but sorry. I don't know. My mental there we go. capacity went Let's, far there. So I gave the, that match a .5. I gave it a .5 as well. It was good. It, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Yes. I'm not watching that again. I gave it 0.25. Oh. Angry, man. Let's go to the main event. Come on, boys. So you can say this version of Doom is almost comparable to the Rock's version of the movie Doom? Just terrible? Okay, let's move on to the main event. Yes. Mm, Because that movie was terrible. Well, I would not watch the movie again either. Comparable. Okay. Yes. Main event time. Here we go. Event time. It is for the World Championship. Finally. We are seeing Ric Flair and versus Sting. Lex Luger. I mean Sting. And versus Sorry. Sting. I got finally I got, after six months. I got confused. I thought it was Luger. Well, Sting was hurt. While Sting was hurt, they're finally having the big showdown. The big blow in off a, in a no DQ match, and the dudes with attitudes are around the ring to make the make sure one the, person at each ring post. Except except uh, except the entrance is only on one side. Yeah. And, so why would yeah. you have them on all four sides? I don't know. Uh, so the dudes with attitudes are making sure the horsemen aren't there. Or they won't interfere. Oh, and Eligante. Eligante. Is handcuffed to Ole Anderson. Yep. And now, looks scared shitless. And I'm talking Eligante. <laughs> when, like, when I first heard this, the, the dudes with attitudes were around the ring, I felt this natural like feeling that there's going to be a swerve. Like Orndorff was going to turn heel. Yeah, I, like I had this feeling that one of them was gonna go heel. Cause I'm like, usually when they do something like this, it's like a swerve. Yeah, and I'm like, that would have been pretty cool to have Orndorff become part of the Horsemen. Yeah, but how many times would you could you screw Sting out of the title? Always. Like it's like Luger. Like Luger's oh, like maybe four maybe times, Sting... and and it's like okay, you haven't won it, you're done. That's it. It's over. I just I just felt like something was gonna happen with those four. Like someone was gonna turn, and it, I was wrong. You were wrong. But with the match, Orndorf though... would have been a good horseman. Right? I just I just thought it would be a cool fit. Now, been better <laughs> I have two notes. Okay. So, first note isn't really relevant to the match, but to the build towards it. I love the story with this match. I love how 
the four dudes with attitudes were relevant to the story. Yeah. Like, everything connected so well. Sting's comeback. Yep. Facing for the title. Sting, Sting leaving no excuses. If I lose, it's on me. Yeah, and you know? it's the opening title match for the 1990 decade, and they were selling that. Because they're like, Ric Flair ran the 80s, Sting's going to lead to the 90s. But they had Capital Combat. Yeah, but this was like... They were saying the person who ran the 80s is facing the person who's going to run the 90s. Gotcha. gotcha. So they were selling it. So I was emotionally invested in this match, did the you, whole match. Did you mention the, the title matches to begin a decade as well? It only yeah. happened at two other times. Exactly. So it's like, I was like, this is, a, like, it felt like a WrestleMania build yeah. to me. And I was excited. Um, the last one to actually uh, change to start a decade, ironically, was actually Tommy Rich defeating Harley Race. Harley Race. And then... The camera cuts of this match were pissing me off. Awful. Yeah. There was times where um, there was Same a Same guys doing the music. Flair was, I think Sting was giving... No, Flair had Sting in a vertical stalling suplex. And then the camera pans to the entrance ramp. And to as see soon Gigante as that, and Oli. Yeah, to look at the... As there. soon as that happened, I'm like, I know what's going to happen now. I know the finish. Because why do you guys keep going back to the entrance ramp? Yeah, like what? Like you're you're giving me the finish now. I know yep. what's gonna happen. So that really, like, it really frustrated me with all the camera. And then the one you mentioned where they go to the crowd. Yeah, and that's and just, just like, before the finish. Like something I don't even know what happened. I think Sting was going for a running move I or think, something, and the flare must have moved, but I didn't see it because they panned back and and Sting selling his leg. Like, like, oh, okay. I don't know if they were trying to do for the people watching at home, where it's like they're trying to build a suspense of. We don't know where the horseman will come in, so let's just go But that was after shots. the horseman came in. But I was like, this is frustrating. Like, show me the match. And then when something does happen in the audience, Pen. show it to me. Yeah. So, yeah. otherwise, I thought the match was good, but not as great as it could have been compared to how well they built it. Yeah. But I, I, I was entertained with it. It's I liked it. little gimmicks and little this and that. That's WCW, though. Yeah, there was a, there was a lot of, like... There's a lot of moving, pe- moving parts. A lot of moving parts. Like, instead match. of having Ole Anderson out there on the ramp, handcuffed to Ellie. Gunn, why is he even on the ramp? Uh, like, why have him? Why here, have him in the, the arena? How about this? If you guys come out, you're fired. And as soon as I heard it was a no DQ, I was like, oh jeez. Yeah. See, but all the fears, though, were, for me. Were, were taken away because the, the dudes with attitudes, when the horsemen came out, they actually fended them off. And that was nice. Because too many times you would see it like where one would sneak through and yep. costing the match or something. No, they fended them off. Like that huge confusion so, with the uh, cage match. Yeah. Where the, the cage was being raised and lowered. It's like, yeah. what? Yeah. Sting could actually... As he commandeered the controls. <laughs> Sting could actually have a match with Flair. You actually see him look towards the ramp and see it's being handled. He's like, all right, cool. I could continue wrestling Ric Flair for this title, which was nice. It's actually the first time in a long time that WCW stipulations actually worked. Yep. You know? Good to see. And uh, Sting, in the finish, reverses the figure four into a small package to get the win. Beautiful. Yeah. Quick finish. Yep. Um, Remember when the small package was the actual finish? That was interesting. <laughs> well, uh, Fabulous Mula had uh, her crocodile pin, which was crazy. Yeah. But uh, when the finish happened, I had goosebumps because of how Jim Ross reacted. This is his first title, correct? 
Yeah. Yeah. It was a big deal. Yeah, huge and deal. Jim Ross loses his mind. The fans so go crazy. Well. Yeah. And like when Jim Ross yelled, I was like, holy, like I just saw a great story for once being told in WCW that paid off well. Yeah. Great and chase ended with a feel-good moment. And that's why <coughs> the I stipulation gave, made sense. Yeah, everything every, everything made sense. There was some little things they could have not done, but nothing major where it was like this whole match is a joke. Not like the last pay-per-view event where we had that steel cage confusion. Yeah. This one had that mind like that many like different parts to the puzzle. Yeah. But it flowed. And I gave a match a point seven five because I'm like, this was a great way to, to finish that story with the hero getting his knuckles. Is that the word? Uh, getting his revenge. Getting his dues. His dues. Oh, so you guys don't just correct my word. You just change it. No, the, to get your comeuppance, comeuppance uh, it would be the villain would get his comeuppance. Oh, I thought it was a face thing. No. Okay, well, the hero got his win. Okay. That's right. <laughs> the hero I got also, his. Yeah. I also gave this a point seven five. I was, I loved I it. I was happy with this. I gave and here it comes back. <laughs> I bet you it a zero. I gave it a point seven five as well. Wow. There we go. I think it's our first main event in a while that's unanimous. There. Good. No, no. Uh, Mania in, 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 in 6. In a while. Mania 6. No. We each gave it a 1. No, I gave point seven five. That's because you're a hater. Yeah. <laughs> how do you like that, Ben? So far, yeah, though, w- WrestleMania 7, and we'll see uh, how Warriors oh. fare. And... So far, WCW has won the last few pay-per-views. Yeah, they're, they're, they're having a better start to the 90s than, uh, yeah. than WWF. And, interestingly enough, the Blade Runners, Warrior and Sting, ironically win the world title the same year. It's almost like it was destined in the stars. Yeah. Now, Jesse, I was discussing with you of us doing something new with Superstar of the Night. Yes, yes. Someone it, that we felt stood out of the pay-per-view. Yes. Me was Doug Furness. I thought he stood at the most for me the whole paper. For me, it was Scott Steiner doing that float over body splash thing. <laughs> that shit was crazy. Who for do me, you think was Superstar of the Night? Steve Armstrong. Wow. Yeah. Steve Armstrong is very I don't think, impressive. I don't think we should call it Superstar of the Night. I think we should call it Underrated Performer of the Night. Underrated because performer. if you say Show Stealer. If you say if you say Superstar of the Night, like she in the in, in, in the future. Then. It's going to be Shawn Michaels at every freaking pay <laughs> right? Like, it is. Like, we're well, going to be like, well, how can you not give it to Shawn? Or Brett. Or Steve Austin. Or well, I guess on, Flair. Or I guess whatever. To prove your point correct, I guess Sting would be the superstar of the night then. Yeah, exactly. So, no, it's underrated performer of the night. For me, it was Scott Steiner. For you, it was Doug Furness. For Ben, it was Steve, Scott, Armstrong. Steve Armstrong. I was going to say Scott Armstrong. Is it Scott Armstrong? Scott Armstrong is the older... Older brother. There is a Scott Armstrong. But there is Jesus a Scott Armstrong. There's a lot. Well, that's the thing. I mean, we know the Hart family. We know the Guerrero family with their heritage and everything like that. But people forget the Armstrongs. Yeah. Like Bullet Ball Armstrong was a big, big deal back in the back in the day. So what did you give this out of ten? The whole paper. Should we explain our new scoring system? No, I just give a score. Okay, four out of ten. I give it the same. Four out of ten. I get four out of ten as well. It's interesting. We have board. a unanimous four out of ten, but we With each different got points. there differently. Yeah, differently. that's how we do it. Different journey, same destination. That's right. All right, that's now right. let's get into our next announcement. What are we doing? The break. Oh, that's right. Well, for all our fans out there, it is the holidays. For as all you, three of you. For all three of you. <laughs> 
Actually, all 324 subscribers yep. on YouTube. That doesn't mean they like us. The way <laughs> actually does mean they like us. I would think so. I hope so. Nice, nice. I now they're not so. going to like us. Uh, they're not gonna like me. <laughs> we're gonna go on a, a Christmas slash New Year's hiatus. Uh, so join us on Wednesday, January tenth, when we fast forward to our next rewind. You're not even reading this. I know. You memorized this. I memorized it. Wow, finally. I'm impressed. WWF SummerSlam 1990. And from the boys here at Squared Circle Rewind Podcast, we want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and all the best in everything you do. Be the best there is, the best there is. In all of your future endeavors. <laughs> <laughs>